Welcome back to the Sports Talk ATL podcast. This is going to be a special MLB free agency primer with the quiet period of MLB free agency set to end tomorrow. All the Braves are officially free agents. Dansby Swanson, no longer technically a Brave. Kenley Jansen, Adam Duvall, several others. Um, we'll get to all of them um, and this as well as where we think a bunch of other guys are going. But let's start off with what kind of we know now. We've had a couple nuggets come out um, since the Braves have been eliminated from the uh, playoffs. Most notably, Dansby Swanson. The Braves reportedly offered him $100 million in free agency uh, during the regular season, which he wisely uh, declined. Um, pretty much if you go through, and I'm gonna, I have them all written down here, if you go through all of the uh, reported offers, the predictions, pretty much everyone expects him now to get six years, $140 million. So he bet on himself. It worked out. Uh, you got Jim Bowden here, six years, $154 million. John Haven, uh, seven years, $175 million. Keith Law, he's the highest on him. He thinks he could be over $200 million. ESPN just projected $150 million over six years. I said six years, $160 million. Fangraph, six years, $140 million. So that's pretty much the ball mark. You got like a $50 million uh, cushion of where it could be. But what's the most you personally, well, I guess not personally, but you would like the Braves to pay Dansby Swanson, assuming that he gives the Braves a slight hometown discount. I don't think it'll be anything huge, but I do think, you know, if the Braves come in at a very fair offer, let's say six for 150, that gets it done right there. What's the most you think you, you would pay him? Jake, you want to get started? Uh, I think I think like six, 145. Like Fangraphs is 140. I'd be willing to meet in the middle at 150, but I don't know, man. I feel like Trey Turner is going to get like a massive bag. It's going to be something that we see that contract and we're just going to be like, yeah, that was never going to happen. I feel like so it's going to give him dumb money. Uh, probably the same for Correa. Uh, I don't know. I feel like once you get up to 170, I feel like that's when you kind of may just want to spend the extra money, but we'll see. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a really weird free agency period. Yeah, I'm sitting around just 25 million AAV. And I mean, give or take 2 million um, in either direction. I think that's what it will probably – and even if the Braves overpay slightly, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I said this last year with Freddie um, that I do think that leadership matters. And Matt Olson coming in, and he did a fine job. He didn't live up to the expectations we had. But, you know, Dansby's kind of one of the last leaders on the team. You know, there's Ozzie Albies, Travis Darno's a vet, Max Freed is a – uh, leader for sure but Dansby is that like he stepped into that Freddie Freeman role um and he's from here Dansby Swanson the beautiful hair he was made and born and bred to play shortstop for the Atlanta Braves uh so I think you know if you slightly overpay it's not that big of a deal this is not the time to be like oh well the value's not there I really don't think so unless you're positive unless you're unless Anthopolis is very sure he can land one of the other four uh, shortstop free agents, the big ones. Uh, you know, you don't you don't fuck around. Just pay the man. I, I really think around twenty five million. Even if you go twenty seven million uh, AAV, that's more than fine. Yeah, I think the Braves are in a, a very weird spot. Similar to last year, where Freddie was really the only big first baseman, so they had to trade for Matt Olson, and those are really the only option. When you look at the shortstop market. It is those four guys and nobody else. Now, I haven't even looked, gotten into ooh, maybe stopgap trade options or anything like that. I have said, hey, there's no way Vaughn Grissom or Orlando RC are starting in the majors next year. There's just no way. Those guys are bench players at, at where they are currently. Vaughn Grissom, I still got a lot of hope for. But, you know, they can find another spot for him. The shortstop position right now, if you look at the Braves roster with everything they have locked in, is really the only hole, like massive hole, that is going to take a lot of money to fill in. Um, 
left field. We don't know about the future of that position. I've talked about Justin Henry Malloy, but there's a million left fielders you can sign on a year-to-year basis until you figure that out long-term. That's not a shortstop. And when you've got the shift banning, you need a good defensive shortstop. And if he's not a great defensive shortstop, you need someone like Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts that are going to hit 30 homers and 300. Um, so shortstop to me, I just think is just such a, a big hole. Even when guys talk about, oh, starting pitching, because you got Max Fried eventually going to be a free agent. You can find starting pitching. You can find all of that. Shortstop such a different position that I think it has to be one of these four uh, free agents. And I, the number to me, I think, you know, I think the low end is what these guys are predicting. 140, I'd be, I'd be pretty shocked if he didn't get 150. I would almost say that's the floor, um, and that would be six-year deal. And then at that point, it just comes, hey, is someone willing to give him seven, eight years? Like Freddie was about to get six. So if someone's willing to go seven, 175, which is what Heyman predicted, I wouldn't be surprised. And I wouldn't be totally shocked if someone went eight years. Um, I just, I do think the Braves have something working for them, and that's that there's four, there's three other options. But the other three options are undoubtedly going to be more expensive. Um, so I like what you said, Jake. If you start to get to the 175 mark, hey, why don't you just go look at Trey Turner? Um, I do have this weird gut feeling. I know you said what you said about Trey Turner, that like that's the Braves' target. I don't know why. I just feel like if it's not Dansby Swanson, like, and they are going to spend that uh, big money, like, it just feels like they're going to go after Trey Turner. You know, everyone kind of thinks he's going to the East Coast. He's dominated the Braves. We know the Braves, we know Alex Anthopoulos has kind of like a, ooh, I love Dansby. Look at Trey Turner kind of to him. So that's the one guy I would keep an eye on. Um, but like you said, Jake, it could be, it could be, he could get 300 mil. I mean, I know people are projecting to get to anywhere from 225 to three to 275. But who's to say he can't get 300 mil? Because when you talk about offensive shortstops, I mean, you just look at F4. I mean, you saw his hype video. If you watch his hype video, you know, he's the only shortstop since Derek Jeter to hit over 300. He has the most war of, uh, like, second most war of any other player um, in the MLB since 2019. And that's like Aaron Judge is the only guy with more war. Um, and he's ahead of Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. So it's it's going to be fun. I, but but we like we talked about earlier, Alex, this is going to be one of those situations I feel like he's going to be dragged out for a while. Like, I don't think – any of these guys are signing right what I think it's five o'clock t- uh, tomorrow where things get kicked off and you can start hearing free agent deals between other teams. I don't think anybody of these shortstops is getting signed very soon once once the bell rings. Yeah, everybody's going to be waiting on the other guys, especially not so much Carlos Carrera. Uh, Boris is just going to play hardball and get every last cent he possibly can. So that's naturally going to take a long time. But then the other three are just kind of waiting waiting and seeing so that, you know, when one of the guys signs, they can take that deal to the table, uh, Carlos Carrera, and be like, well, there you go. Look what uh, Carrera signed for. This is what I'm worth, uh, especially Trey Turner. It's kind of a domino thing. You know, Carrera's probably the best, and then Trey Turner, and then Xander Bogarts, then Dan's. So they'll take the deals – into negotiations that are already agreed upon. And then they'll be like, well, this is what that guy's worth. So Dansby's worth this. Uh, It's going to drag out just like we saw the Freddie Freeman deal uh, drag out. Um, And, you know, that's good news for us. We have a lot to talk about. There's going to be lots of rumors. Um, But yeah, don't expect this thing to work out by tomorrow. Um, I get to get into predictions um, in in a little uh, at the end, but Jake, who's the guy like out of all these shortstops that you want? Like who you're like, and and contracts included. So like you know, Carlos Correa is going to sign for three hundred million. 
Trey Turner is going to be around the same. Let's say Xander Bogut's is two hundred million and Dansby's one hundred fifty million. Who's the guy at those price points that you personally want? I'm biased because I've said many times that Trey Turner is probably one of my three favorite players in all of baseball. So I'm going to pick him. I don't care how much it costs. And <clears throat> the Braves said payroll is going up. So hey, whatever. You know, I would love to have Trey Turner. The guy does everything. Well, when you talk about that, and I agree with you, Trey Turner's my guy. I, I might go Carlos Correa, but Trey Turner or Carlos Correa are one of them. But when you talk about like the actual payroll and the actual difference, three hundred million and one hundred fifty million sounds like a shit ton, but it's really just the length of the contract we're talking about. Like we're talking about thirty one AAV compared to twenty six AAV, or you know twenty eight AAV compared to twenty five AAV. So with payroll going up, if you think Trey Turner is going to be good for eight years then you go get Trey Turner if there's less risk. If you think that's less risk, because the risk is in the length of the deal, not, you know, the value of the contract. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, we're talking about a guy last year that had almost 30 steals, 20 home runs. Like, he could be a 30-30 guy. He is probably the best pure leadoff hitter in the league. I don't know if you want to keep Ronald in that same uh, position if you do go with that man, but you want to talk about speed and power at the top of the order. And that's kind of something the Braves have been looking for, too. We kind of need a table setter. We've had problems with that before. Everybody can hit the long ball. We need some guys like Michael Harris immediately when he got called up. He was a table setter, and that helped a lot of issues. Help. you want to bat him ninth, go ahead. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to have that type of guy on the team. I just love him. He's one of my favorite players, so that's just going to have to be my answer. I'm going to go a different direction, and I spoke on it earlier, and it's the chemistry factor. Not that Trey Turner is, you know, anything but a good guy, a uh, good teammate, good locker room guy. Uh, but Danzu's been here. He grew up in, in Atlanta. Uh, you know, it just makes too much sense to me, chemistry-wise. Uh, Chase, you talk about it all the time. Al. 162 games is a long time. Uh, Dansby's a fucking Iron Man. The dude doesn't miss games. Uh, he holds everybody accountable. Nobody. W- I'm not saying Trey Turner isn't all of these things, but you know, we already have that guy. He's an iron man. He wants to win as bad as anybody, if not more. Uh, And we already saw how, you know, the Freddie Freeman saga unfolded. And I I just don't need the drama, you know, just re-sign Dansby, even if it's a little bit more expensive than Anthopolis is comfortable with or the projections. Uh, I don't think what he did last year was a flash in the pan. I think that's who he is. Maybe he regresses a a little bit, uh, but it's certainly not, you know, out of the realm of possibilities for him to keep playing like that. That's for sure. So we'll get to predictions for the whole team, but let's just predict right now where you think each four of these guys ends up. So let's start with Correa. Who, who signs Carlos Correa this offseason? Uh, I don't know. If it, ain't, the Yankees are ruling out Isaiah kind of falafa at shortstop. I feel like the Yankees could get one of these guys. I'll say Correa. Nah, actually, ah, I feel like they don't like each other. I'll go um, – I don't know. Alex, you go first. <laughs> I don't know if I'm qualified for this answer. I know the Rangers are willing to shell out money. That's a probably yeah, they, a good they place. Got to and Corey they already, yeah, they already uh, paid Seager big money. I was thinking the Rangers too. That's why I paused. Well, Boston's been like reportedly not really willing to – I don't you believe know, that. after getting Trevor Story. I don't know how true that is, obviously, but I don't believe that. Um, I think Boston gets one of. The, I think Boston is going to be really involved in all four of these guys. I think the Yankees will be briefly involved, but the reason they didn't go after Correa last year, and I think it's stupid because you don't know how any of these prospects are going to 
uh, end up and and when they're going to start being good. So they're trying to win championships now. They should have gone up after Correa last year, especially since he was willing to take basically a one-year deal. Um, but I think they'll be involved. I do think, you know, with their top prospects getting closer to the bigs, they might, they might not get them because there's only four and there's about nine teams I see. I would watch out for the Mariners. The Mariners are really close and need a shortstop. I think the Phillies land one of these guys. If you look at what, what the biggest hole on the Phillies is right now, it's the Phillies. God, I hope it's not Trey Turner because he he just makes the Nationals, Dodgers, Phillies round. That would drive me insane. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> three teams that you just hate, and he just keeps going. I could see Trey Turner landing in Philly. Um, you want to talk about a team that's shown they're willing to spend big money. They definitely got a feel after their run that they're just a piece away. Um, so I could definitely see Trey. I, if I'm going to go predictions, I'd go Turner goes to, goes to the Phillies as much as I hate it. Um, I think Bogarts goes back to the, to the Red Sox. Um, Correa, let's go off the wall and go the Cubs. Let's I was going to say, I've seen some Dansby to the Cubs stuff, so maybe that would, I don't um, know. I could see Giants involved in that too. Um, I know they're bad, though, Crawford. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just predict that Dansby returns to the Braves because I think it's the most logical a logical thing. But uh, yeah, that, that's where I see those four, four guys. Obviously, you have the Dodgers too. We haven't even we didn't even say them. Like, yeah, they could go for Correa. The Dodgers are losing Trey Turner, and you know they have a shit ton of money. So I could see I could see the Dodgers in uh, Correa working out a deal if they don't get Turner back, or even Bogarts. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the other big rumor that's kind of making its ways around, and I know Braves fans want to talk about it. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, the Mets apparently fear the Braves and the Rangers as the biggest potential suitors from stealing him away. It also just kind of sounds like this, and I know Steve Cohen has a bag of money, that they're kind of wary about handing Jacob DeGrom the bag. And I feel like the Mets, I do think DeGrom's not is going to get signed outside of New York. I think, unless he goes to the Yankees, but I think, I think he gets, I don't think he's with the Mets next year. I don't. But I, I kind of want to debunk this rumor to the Braves because I feel like the only reason Andy Martino reported this is because Buster only reported it during the season, and it's kind of been brought up several times that the Braves might be in underground. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I talked about the biggest hole on this team. It's at shortstop. And everyone and fans want to go out there and say, oh, we're going to get Dansby and Radon, Dansby and DeGrom. Guys, they said a top five payroll. First of all, they said a top five payroll, and that didn't include – that didn't say, oh, we're going to be a top five payroll next year. But do you guys realize – what our payroll would we would be the Dodgers if we signed DeGrom and Swanson and like whatever bullpen guys we need and maybe a left fielder like we would have the highest payroll in baseball the Braves didn't say hey we're going to be the highest payroll in baseball we're going to be a top five payroll in baseball we're already a top 10 just with our dollars committed to next year once you get done with arbitration we're at close to what our opening day payroll was to begin last year and that's with adding nothing that's not with resigning Swanson that's with nothing so to me, it's one or the other. And when you talk about Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, Kyle Wright, um, and Max Free, like you don't really need Degrom. I mean, that'd be awesome, guys. I mean, who who wouldn't love Jacob Degrom to put atop your rotation? And now you're talking about Kyle Wright as Charlie or Charlie Morton as your number five. But Alex Anthopoulos hasn't shelled out the dough on a, on a starting pitcher yet, and I just don't see him doing it on Degrom, who's going to get four, probably forty million AAV for four years, and at the injury history and everything, it just that just to me is a rumor that just kind of like caught fire since the beginning of the season, since only said it. And I'm sure there's some mutual interest, but there's been mutual interest between the Braves and every free agent. Like every, everyone wants to play for the Braves. Like I mean, mutual interest, but 
I was going to say, I, I put the whole DeGrom thing out of out of my mind whenever Charlie Morton got $20 million. Before the I think everybody should have. I think everybody should have done that. As soon as we re-signed Charlie Morton to a new deal, anything to do with any starting pitcher, in my opinion, was was over. I mean, you don't do that. Without that's twenty million dollars that could have gone to another starting pitcher. Yeah, like I, I mean, you don't do that. And whether it's, it's right or wrong, that's how it went. So you know. Yeah. Well, and, and listen, who the fuck knows? I mean, maybe Liberty Media just says, "Hey, fuck it, man, money on deck, baby. We're <laughs> gonna spend the shit out of it." And like, if that happens, like, hell yeah. You ain't gonna hear I, me complain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it ain't my money. I don't give a shit where it goes. Just keep making this team better. I mean, Degrom's gonna pack seats in the house. It's kind of our money. We go to a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, that is dry. Yeah, spend a shit is. ton on vodka waters. <laughs> Every yeah, I paid eighty dollars for like three drinks at the battery. It is my money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just like to me that's just a rumor that's kind of like kept going. And you just even you talk about the fifth starter spot, we have a lot of say, guys. Kyle we got a log jam. We, there's Anderson, a log like, jam. Are we just are we just giving up on Ian Anderson? Like the guy's never going to pitch again. I mean, God, exactly. Ian Anderson is a great number five if he goes back to what he was now i never thought he was a frontline guy like we kind of had him a couple years ago but we won a world series with him as our number three now we're talking about him being our number five and we're trying to spend money on jacob Degrom. it just doesn't make any sense like it's it's if it's between shortstop and starting pitcher it's a no-brainer where you're spending that money it's dansby swanson there's or whoever the shortstop is as much as i'd love jacob Degrom, it just it makes the team better i saw someone say well what if we get Degrom and put von grissom at short and i'm like Okay, you just go all out on, on on starting pitching, but is that better than having? If you can only go one or the other, is it better than getting that shortstop? That's way and I don't too big of a risk to me. When you have as much pitching as you do, I think that's just way too much of a risk. And you look at Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright just won like minor league player of the year or whatever it was for AAA. Like we, you have pitching, and I understand Jacob Degrom is like the best of the best. Like let's not get that twisted. But I feel like that is way too much of a risk. Yeah, and the offense is kind of what really lets you down in the playoffs too. So yeah, you really want to subtract from that. Yeah, if you had Freed and Strider healthy, I think you beat the Phillies. Like I, I because you would have won Game One with a healthy Freed and Strider. Who knows? He could have outdueled Nolan Game Three instead of getting blown up. Um, I also think handing Strider seventy-five million dollars that early was another big sign that like you expect him to be that Jacob Degrom got. Like you don't hand him twenty-two million dollars after fifteen starts. If you are 75 million in total, but he's about to, that's his like max AAV in the future. You don't hand him that after 15 starts if you think, if you don't think he's going to be your ace of the future. So I just think between the Morton and the Strider extension, like that's the writing <laughs> on the wall for your starting pitching him. That's a damn good rotation. I don't know how many times I said it last year. That's as good as any rotation in baseball. Now you can ha never have enough pitching, but when you, when you have a hole at shortstop as big as the Braves do, you spend your money where you have the bigger hole. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Texas Rangers. That's my uh, prediction. For for Degrom, I like that. I mean, that just seems old country boy. Like comes out the simple man, goes to the Rangers. The Rangers definitely are trying to compete after spending all that money. They have more money. That makes a lot of sense to me. I I don't know where else would make a ton of sense. I haven't heard a lot of teams like saying it. Unless I mean, I'm sure the Braves will make him an offer. I don't know if it'll be what he's looking for, but I'm sure they'll make him some kind of offer. I was just going to say that, that I, I, I can guarantee you there will be an offer out there if there's mutual interest. And that offer is just going to be the most gross deal, you know, MLB fans have ever seen. And there's no way he takes it. But if he takes it, he wants to be in Atlanta. Like here's what deal yeah. will reflect his, you know, his feelings about free agents. And I think if they do, it's going to be front loaded like crazy because a lot of those extensions haven't really started kicking in yet. 
And I feel like it's going to be a ton of money in the first two years and maybe a little less in the third year, a ton of money the first year, a little less in, you know, descending or something yeah. like that. Yeah, good point. But I still, if it, if, 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 if it ever happened, I mean, it would be two years, 80 million or something like that. There's no way the Braves would give him, you know, the four year, three, four, five year deal he's really looking for. I yeah. give it a 15% chance. That's what I'm going to mark. I'd go even 15. lower. Yeah, I'd I would say 5, 10, but it's mostly just because I think they're going to go shortstop over starting pitching. But I mean, if they don't go, let's say they do go to Grom and they have to figure out the shortstop position. What is, what are the options? Like, are we Gene really going to, yeah. I mean, that's really what you're talking about. I mean, you're either, t- I mean, I forgot he just opted out. So that is kind of your stopgap option in free agency, but he might get paid though. If I'm, if I'm thinking correctly, he had a pretty good season and postseason. I mean, he ain't no scrub. He hit. No he, he had a 7.23 OPS last year. I mean, he he didn't have a ton of home runs or stolen bases, but I mean, he he hit. He hit. But I mean, if you want to play him, but he only he was playing second all year. They had DD, and then they brought up who was it? Oh, uh, Bryson Stott. Stott. Yeah, Stott. Um, so there are obviously some concerns about him being a shortstop, anyways. So there's just not a lot of options. I mean, it would almost be like you're going. I, you would probably go Arcia and then wait for Vaughn Grissom to be ready. That's just risky to me. I mean, I like what Arcia provided, but I think you're taking a big hit to the uh, – But I mean, shit, man. Every time DeGrom gets on the mound, you expect him to win. And with the Braves, the Braves aren't the Mets. Like, they actually have a lineup they can score and give them some runs to produce. It, it, that would almost be a win every five days. I'm going to I'm gonna squat on this because I know somebody's going to say it. Somebody's going to say, we just move Ozzy back to shortstop. And he has, probably hasn't played shortstop since what, double A, single A? Yeah, he hasn't played it since the minors. Because that, they, they, they teamed him and Dansby up. Yeah, and he's coming off injury. Yeah. <laughs> so that's somebody's going to say it though. Somebody will say it. No, well, the the worst one that I hear is, "Oh, Braden Shoemaker will just play short, motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> Braden Shoemaker is like hitting like us out there in the minor leagues. <laughs> Braden Shoemaker might get claimed in the Rule Five draft. I'm not joking. That might happen. He could I mean, happen. Dude, he he had a sub seven hundred. Hasn't been good. He's a first round pick, so they may keep him around. But he he is also a bonus baby. So if they want to leave him unprotected to clear up a 40 man roster and have somebody take a salary, then that might yeah. be their plan. I, I, I agree, but I do think DeGrom will leave the Mets. I just don't think it's going to um, be a brave. As I said, the payroll is, is going to be higher. It's higher than it's ever seen. It's an exciting time to be a Braves fan, but it's, um it's not that it's not going to be that high. I think Kylie McDaniel said if, if the Braves were to sign the Grom at like what he's expected, his market rate, which is around $40 million a year over a short, even if it's a short, even if it's a short-term contract, two, three years, they're in the luxury tax. And now the first level of the luxury tax is like nothing. It's only like a cup. Like I think if you go over it by five or 10 million, like you pay an extra 2 million. But the second level, once you get over 253 million, it goes up. Then two hundred, I think ninety million. It goes up even further. So it's probably like the NBA too, where if you're a repeat taxpayer, it goes up more. But there's like a multiplier. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. It's just like we have a top five payroll, not not a number one payroll. We people have to understand that. And like you said, these guys, these guys escalators are just gonna start keep kicking in. I mean, Spencer Strider is gonna get paid one million, and then I think it's four million. Then it's twenty million. You know, Austin Riley goes from up to 20 million this year. Ronald Acuna obviously is now at 17 mil a year. Like all Michael Harris is going to start getting paid $15 million a year in a couple years. So those guys are, the payroll is already going to go up with us signing nobody. All right. We've harped on this enough. What about Kenley Jansen? Uh, I, I like, I'm like 
I'm thinking of Kenley, and I've seen some guys give him a two-year deal. But if it's a one-year deal in the 10 to 15 mil range, I think I would like to have him back. I think he was worth the contract that he did this year. And I gave him a lot of shit. But I think, you know. He still led the National League in saves. Like, there's something And he was great at the end of the year. And then if you go look at his peripherals, like on Baseball Savant, like he's in the 95th percentile or above in everything. Like, and I remember watching Jazz Chisel on a MLB Network. And, like, they were talking about the Braves' bullpen ahead of the Philly series. And, like, they were doing the whole, like, oh, how would you approach him? And it was like a glaze. He's like, oh, I've already f- faced him once. Colin McHugh, he's like, oh, nasty. But then he got to Kenley Jansen. He's like, oh, it's hell. It's hell. He's like, and I don't know what it is because it looks like just fastballs down the middle. But he's been doing fastballs down the middle his whole career. I was going to I was just about to say, you're going to get the same thing out of Kenley Jansen. And I think it's what you get out of He's going to spam cutters, like, 90% of the time. And I think that's worth one year, 10 million. If you still think he's going to be the same guy, if you think he's going to regress, then maybe not. But if he's, he does one thing and he does it very well. And he's, he's like a poor man's Mariano Rivera. He's just going to spam that cutter. Obviously yeah. Mariano had a lot more other pitches, but really, I mean, I, I would be willing to bet. I'm going to look on baseball savant. I'm willing to bet it's over 85% cutters. Yeah. I mean, I just love the idea of having a glacier, somebody like Jansen, a glacius Menor, and then Jansen, like three just studs where you get to the seventh inning with a lead 95% of the time you win that game. I love that security. It's like a security blanket almost like, and so it doesn't necessarily have to be Jansen. I love Jansen. Um, but just somebody of that caliber. I mean, we don't need to, you know, pinch pennies there. I love that security of one, two, three, uh, and it's done. Yeah. And if you get Jansen, I know you, you know, if you get Jansen and let's say you bring back Luke Jackson on a small deal coming off Tommy John, your bullpen's pretty much set. You pretty much have the same thing you have last year. Uh, I know we lost Matzik for the year at the end of the season, um, but you add, you throw in Luke Jackson, you get Kenley Jansen, you have an elite bullpen again because McHugh's what back. Are, what are your other options too when you think about it? Like you bring Craig Kimbrell back, he was probably the worst closer in baseball last year. If I hear another person suggest Craig Kimbrell, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even know what to say. Like, the guy's just not good anymore, guys. Let it go. He had a great Braves career. It's over. We do not need Greg Kimbrell. Um, I mean, washed. you could go I Iglesias. I love the guy, but he's washed. You could go Iglesias to the start, uh, to the closures role and get a guy like Adam Adovino or Rafael Montero. I like, I love both of those I guys. love Montero. He would be a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, the thing about it is you go look at the all the free agents that are available. There's like 7 million relievers. And you can find relief pitching for – I mean, look what McHugh brought him. And he came off an amazing year. And we got him for like two years, 10 mil. And, uh, you know, Kirby, I mean, and, and we forget about Kirby Yates. I mean, Kirby Yates could come back next year and be a huge piece uh, to this team. I mean, he, he was basically missed two years of baseball and people, and he came back and wasn't amazing. But, dude, he hadn't played in two years. Like, give him a full healthy offseason. Uh, give him a full spring training. Um, this guy could easily be your setup man to Rossell Iglesias. So, I'm not a huge, you have to go get a closer guy, but if, if Kenley Jansen's there for one year, 10 million, one year, 15 million, I, I just think that that's his price tag. If he goes, if he wants two years, 30 million, you say, hey, it was a good run. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Jansen. I think we all agree. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, the other two holes, I mean, we, we <clears throat> talked a little bit about the bullpen. Um, left field, that's got to be fixed. I mean, Eddie Rosario and Marcelo Zuna combined for negative three war last year. That's almost unthinkable. That's almost unthinkable. I mean, that's the definition of a black hole. That's the worst player in baseball <laughs> out there playing left field for the Braves. Adam Duvall is going to be a free agent. Love to have Doobie back, um, providing that he's healthy. 
Um, I think that's step one to your platoon. I, you're probably keeping Rosario around. I've said a million times Ozuna's gone. I don't think they're going to be able to trade him for damn anything. I don't care how many prospects they attach. I mean, they, they tried to trade him for Patrick Corbin, and it didn't even get uh, approved by the Nationals. So I don't think there is a lot of chances of, of trading Ozuna. You may, might be able to trade Rosario in a salary dump because he doesn't come up with the off-the-field concerns. I'd like to ball back, but regardless, you have to bring in a left fielder. You have to. Whether it's Jock Peterson, Duvall, um, I, a guy that, that I like, and and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Jake, Mitch Hanniger. Um, I would be okay with Mitch Hanniger. I He's going to get that one-year prove-it deal with all the injuries he's had. I love I, – I did an article on this today, and I absolutely love – the way that fan graphs phased it. They were talking about this guy. They were like, he's like a, he's like that 36-year-old uh, NBA forward. He's going to pick off a couple passes. He's going to play some tough defense. He's going to knock down open jumpers. Michael Brantley, one year, $10 million. That kind of sounds like yep. something the Braves would be in on. I, and they've been in on Brantley several Before. Times. Like, yeah, this isn't a new thing. I, lo- I love me some some Mac, uh, Michael Brantley. Yeah, he's like – he's not at the Udonis Haslam stage. Of he's not like P.J. Tucker. <laughs> but he is uh, – He's there. He's like the what, – what, what's, what's a good power forward going right now that's like 30, 30 36, 35, giving you those P.J. Minutes. Tucker, I think he's 36. Yeah, P.J. I mean, Tucker, Tucker is like a lead Bobby elite Portis. Bobby yeah. Portis. I know he's, yeah. not as, he's not as old uh, at um, Bobby, Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis is – No, he's not. He's not as old. Like the Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap, yeah, late in his career. Those are the kind of guys you need. I, I like that idea, actually. Michael Brantley is a guy that I talked about a little, I think, on – and I think one of your 10 mil is totally fair for him. He probably wants to play for a contender again. Makes sense. And I think I wouldn't Malloy I really think that I think that as I'm gonna be optimistic here, but I I mean that was the weirdest season I've ever seen from Eddie Rosario. And obviously what we saw in the NLCS, the World Series run is not who he is, but I mean he's still not the guy we saw this 100%. past season he's a 750 ops guy and if you if you get that from him um i just don't you know, think i think that's more than fine i think that's more than fine well, yeah, I, don't OPS, think he, yeah, I just don't think he ever got in rhythm if you want to go the platoon route you got to just go get uh, a guy like mitch hanniger or adam Duvall, whatever and you can go run that back again i really think there's a, there is a world where the braves believe and it's just probably because how well they've developed and not everyone's going to be Michael Harris, Spencer Strider, Vaughn Grissom when they come up. But Justin Henry Malloy uh, is he's he crushed the ball and had a 400 on base percentage at every level um, from high A to triple A. And he only had like a week or two in triple A, but he's going to be at spring training without a doubt next year. And, I, and he's the yeah. left fielder of the future if he hit, keeps hitting like that. I like Malloy. But we got to be careful with not everybody's going to be Michael Harris. I mean, even we saw Vaughn Grissom at the end of the year tail off a little bit. We can't just start rushing prospects just because Michael Harris ended up being crazy. And, and is that me saying, oh, Malloy can't come up and contribute immediately? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying not everybody – we don't have a solution for every hole in the farm system. Just because some kid hit – you know, I had a 900 OPS and double A for a couple months, we can't just be like, oh, we'll just call him right up, and he's, he's immediately going to just crush the, crush the leather off the ball. I mean – he might, but I'm just saying Michael Harris is the exception more than the rule. No, you're absolutely right. And the and I think the Braves have done a great job in preparing, especially since the Pache situation, and preparing that like you can't just trust a rookie going into the year. The Braves have too much on the line. Yeah. They're they're ready to compete for championships. Uh, they need to have guys, you know, that are ready to play right now. So they're not gonna go <laughs> into the year like that. 
But that's why I don't see them going after uh, Profar or Benintendi. These guys that are, that are going to get, you know, three or four years. That's why I think it's going to be a stopgap option. If Jock Peterson's willing to be a hired gun again and come to Atlanta for a year, great. If Adam Duvall wants to take a one-year deal, great. Hanniger looks like a one-year candidate, great. I love the Michael Brantley uh, option, but it's, I think it's going to be one of those guys that's willing to take a one-year deal rather than giving a Benintendi or someone like that three or four years. Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree with that. And honestly, we keep kind of forgetting. I know you need him to catch, but William Contreras needs to be playing every day. That's also an option. Yeah, like that's one other thing I want to mention. So, yeah, William Contreras, whole offseason, could he play left field? I actually was going to write an article this. Could he play left field? Could Grissom play left field? Could guys like that? So it's not just John, Justin Henry Malloy that we're talking about. These youngsters um, – if Vaughn Grissom, if they think he could play left field, he's another guy that could fill in that role. And William Contreras, they didn't play him a lot out there this year or, or have a lot of time out there. But if they give him a full offseason working out there, they might feel a lot more confident. Because, I mean, like we talked about, it's not like Ozuna or any of these other idiots. Uh, Rosario are good fielders. Like, we're not giving up a shit ton. That was one thing that I and, and Von Grissom did it on playing in left field, and everybody was getting on my getting on my ass for this. But I was like, "Hey, have we thought about this?" Was back when Vaughn had come up for the first two weeks, he was hitting well. And I'm like, "Have we thought about sticking this guy in left field?" And everybody's like, "Well, he never played left field before." I'm like, "The guys out there right now have a combined like negative 21 defensive WAR. I would rather have somebody that's never played left field. <laughs> I, was I don't think the it guys get any worse. <laughs> the guys I don't think it get worse. Play left field either. Exactly. I'd rather have a bat there than if so, if it's gonna suck a defense, let, let it suck a defense with a guy who can hit. Yeah, I I agree with that. So, is there any way we trade Marcel Zuna? I don't. Oh, I, I have this on the list, and I just I, I said already I don't think so. But is there any way? Like, what what prospects would we have to attach to get Marcel Zuna outside of Atlanta? Out it of would Atlanta? have to be somebody good. It would probably have to like to like I mean One I hope the Diamondbacks give up Tuki, maybe yeah. Schuster. Like I mean yeah. Tuki was a first round pick. That was. I mean I think it'd have to be Schuster. I, I think even Mueller would be on the table. Yeah. Fuck, I even think Soroka would be on the table. I I'm kind of interested how the Braves overall feel about Soroka. Um, he, he just has – he seems like he gets injured after injury, and it's not just the Achilles. I mean, it's shoulder, elbow, discomfort, blah, blah, blah. Like, if there's a team out there that would be willing to take a flyer on Mike Soroka, a guy who is top six in the Cy Young in his only full season, and – take the money of Marcelo Zuna or not all of it because that's $33 million, <clears throat> even 20 million of it. That's that is 10 million a year. That's who's really done the Rockies angels. Yeah. <laughs> Either of those the angels not or angels. Pitchers go to die. I almost feel bad sending. Our I was just about to say that's wrong. We shouldn't do, we shouldn't even say that. That's just wrong. Poor that's just work. Yeah. It's literally just work. Pitching careers go to die. Well then they'll cut him and we'll just bring him back. <laughs> yeah, that's he'll be back by September. Him and Tucker, uh, him and Tucker are going to get DFA on the same day, and we'll bring them both back. That really is where pitchers go to die. I swear to God, they—I don't know what they teach their pitchers and their development and at the major league level, but it's incredible how bad their pitching staff is every year. No matter we're how talking much about fun. the Angels or the Rockies. I mean, we're—you're talking about the same team, really. And I'm talking about the Angels, but it's—it's it, it, bad. It's bad. But you I think that's an interesting name to watch out for, Soroka. If you're talking about trades. Because there are definitely going to be some people with interest, and that's definitely a guy you could attach um, that might be able to get um, Ozuna off the books. But uh, if there's anything the Braves have like an, a surplus of, it's those fringe 
uh, starters. We've got six guys that could be the fifth starter, and obviously all of them aren't going to make it. So well, you traded Tucker Davis, that is and an you, got, you got Rizel Iglesias in return, and obviously that wasn't a salary attachment. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's he turned into one of the best pitchers on our team, and now we got him under control for what two more years? Yeah, three, I think. Yeah, he's in the first year of that deal. Yeah, yeah, I. I think I think they have to trade some of those guys no matter what, whether it's in a salary dump or whatever. But yeah, like the, you have five guys that are major league ready. I mean, Bryce Elder, I don't think he's ever going to be a star, but he's major league ready in my opinion. Um, Soroka clearly major league ready if he's healthy. Moeller's major league ready, and you got more coming in Schuster and guys like that. Uh, Ian Anderson major league major league ready. I mean, you could say the same thing I just said about Mike Soroka with Ian Anderson. Uh, maybe just even better because he doesn't have the injury history. But if you want to attach a pros like a a guy that's proven to get rid of a huge contract, I mean Ian Anderson could probably get a ton of teams interested. Yeah, I mean we we've seen what he can do when he's when he's right, and yeah, I don't think it's out of the question, and I don't think it I think it should be something that's at least explored. Yeah, I agree. Uh, before we get to our predictions for the Braves, how we think this pans out. Any other names? Uh, uh, I know you just did that article on the three. Uh, I said Jose Quintana. That was kind of just like somebody on the list. <laughs> um, I think Conforto was another one they might revisit. Conforto is an interesting name. They might. They could revisit that. We'll see. I feel like he'd be a little more than Brantley, but not much. Maybe like one year, 12, 14 or something. I agree. I think it's a, those, those guys are one-year contracts, especially Conforto. He's in the middle of his career. Probably wants to be a free agent again after a big year because he, he's coming off injury Literally. and hasn't played in the whole season. Um, so let's get to our predictions. Who wants to do it first? What's the what's? Give me a dream. Give me a dream version and give me a realistic version of how you think he pans out. Now, even your dream version should ho- tr- probably be realistic. But um, what what is it? What is it? Who wants to go first? I'll go first, and I'm just going to do the most boring, realistic thing. I'm not even going to give you a dream because. I'm fairly confident, and this is how it'll go. We'll re-sign Dansby, and we'll re-sign Adam Duvall, and that'll probably be just about it. We'll sign a few uh, bullpen arms. I don't think we re-sign Kenley. Rossiel takes over to close a role. AJ Menner set up, uh, and we sign, you know, maybe a couple more arms for the bullpen. But that's it. Quiet off season. Realistic for me, I'll go Rafael Montero, Brantley, Dansby back. That's my realistic. My dream is Trey Turner, uh, Montero, and Conforto. I feel like that's kind of pricey, but I mean, I, it, those are those two will probably be about twenty million. You can live with that. Realistically, my my realistic one's definitely going to be boring. It's going to be re-signing Kenley, Dansby, and Mitch Haniger. I'll go Mitch Haniger. That sounds um, yeah reasonable. Oh, uh, that's realistic. Dream would be Trey Turner, just like you, Jake. Um, I'll go Adam Adovino and and it's in place of Jansen. I don't know. I just have a thing for Adam Adovino. It just doesn't have a nasty slider. (laughs) His ball moves like 300 feet to the left, and it just it's crazy to me. I've always wanted him um, because I'm always like, dude, I don't know how anyone hits him. Like I I don't know how anyone hits this shit. Yeah. Um, And then in left field, I guess because I'm a dreamer, I'll go Jock Peterson. I'm a I don't dreamer. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it fits particularly well with Eddie Rosario because both those guys are lefty platoon guys. So I think it's probably more like a Conforto if I was going my dream or something like that. Is he a lefty? Am I tripping? I don't even know. But if you don't know, I think he's a righty. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I would get I, uh, probably a right a right handed bat in left field. But uh, Jock Peterson would be dope. I just want him back, man. Fuck 
fuck everything. The fact that he's not an Atlanta Brave just pisses me off. But uh, that wraps up this episode of the Sports Talk ATL podcast. Jake, I don't know if you've been on the next one. Me and Alex talked about it. We're going to do like a, a, a Hawks-based one because the Hawks actually look pretty good. I have the NPRE on Monday, but I should be fine Tuesday. And we're, we're going to talk about the Falcons' <clears throat> game that comes up tomorrow night. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back later this week.